With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Good, thanks. Colin, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, good. Uh, just going to pull that out question. Just wanted to pass the condolences on um, after the sad loss of Betty yesterday to um, his family and all of the, the Celtic family. So, very sad to, to see that. But um, the question to you, Ange, <clears throat> you spoke at the start of the season about this being a, a long-term project. And the project has different phases to it. Same maybe phase one was the summer window, getting the players in and then behind the scenes bringing in guys like Anton Michael going into the sports science department as we approach phase two of this with the January transfer window coming. What do you see as the focuses for yourself and your team both on and off the park as we enter phase two of the project? Yeah, um, so I guess um, from my perspective, even though, um, as you said, um, I mean, I go into every sort of uh, new opportunity or new job with, with a vision for the long term, but not but totally understanding there's some short-term objectives we need to attain as well, particularly at a club like this. So, um, you know, I was very uh, reticent to, to sort of talk too much about um, sort of the, the medium and long-term objectives of the club because I, I didn't want people to think that we were dismissing what was before us. And as we all know, the early part of the season is a really important part of the season for, for this football club, both in Europe and, and domestically. So, you know, my, my thoughts and probably my sort of remarks have been about the present because I I still think that's the most important part of what I'm doing but uh, beyond that as you said we we went through the 
initial window where um, bringing in the right type of players for the football I want to play um, was important and um, you know it was a busy period as well chronicled and then also sort of assessing the the organisation here in terms of the staff and, and, and the infrastructure and as you said we brought Anton in he's been a fantastic addition um, yeah before that I was very comfortable with the staff we have here and, and their ability to to work in the manner that I want and set the environment like I want and, and be able to sort of execute the plans I want so that meant that I could sort of look beyond what's here and see the gaps we have and uh, there's no doubt going into January as I said we, we've still got some work to do with the playing roster uh, particularly in terms of depth in certain areas and then uh, you know I think in terms of the structure around here I still think we need some work around our you know recruiting and and uh, a whole sort of uh, scouting department and 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 that area and that'll sort of be the next sort of focus for me to make sure that you know we get the right people in that area so that we um, you know it's probably the one area where you know football is um, changing rapidly in terms of the information that's out there and how you get that information and how you use that information around you know particularly around scouting so that's kind of the next step for me in terms of uh, sort of January. Well, thanks very much for your time, and you all the best for, for Saturday. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Thanks, Colin. Uh, Sales are here. Hi, Ange. How are you doing? Good, mate. Um, the Celtic fans have, of course, fallen in love with Jota. Um, do you expect any movement on that? Do you win January, or will the club and the player wait until the end of the season? Get that finalised? Um, look, I, I think with all those kind of issues, well, I, I know that you know people sort of um, get really excited. I, I, I tend to again let those kind of things happen naturally because you know for me what's important is um, when I signed say and Jota's probably a good example was it wasn't just, I wasn't just signing someone who I thought had talent I was signing someone who who really wanted to come to this football club that's really important for me um, because I think this football club gives you a unique stage if you're an ambitious footballer um, because you get to play in front of big crowds in a fantastic atmosphere. You get to play in Europe. You're constantly challenged every week to be successful because this football club demands that. So <clears throat> for me, it wasn't just about signing talented footballers. It's signing players who can fit the style, but also who want to be here. And and that extends to you know whether we keep people here. You know, for me, the situation with Jota or, or anyone else who's here is that if... If both parties want this to continue, I think we'll make it continue. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to be jumping at, at you know, um, situations uh, for any other reason that I think it's the best thing for this football club. And, uh, you know, Jota's enjoying his football here. He's loving the club. He's loving his teammates, the way we play. He loves, you know, playing in front of our supporters. Um, if that continues, then, and he wants to stay at this football club, then we'll make. Um, I'm sure you know we'll we'll start those negotiations and, and come to an agreement. That that's not going to you know satisfy everyone because I think you know people just think you should you know just sign players as soon as um, they show some potential. But as I said, for me, what's more important is that. We have footballers here who appreciate what they have and uh, Jota is certainly doing that at the moment. So I can't give you timelines. Um, all I can say is if he continues as it is, then you know uh, I'm sure he'll be part of this football club uh, beyond this season. Thanks very much, Alex, for your team. Thank you, mate. Thanks. Patrick Lachlan. Hi, Alex, how are we doing now? Good, mate. Stuff, um, one of the questions I've got to ask is obviously it's been five months since you've, you've arrived at Celtic um, and I understand you, your understanding of our league of this, the size of this team there um, but one of the things I would want to know is how are you finding life over here in Scotland how are you finding the furore with the fans and what obviously they bring, bring to the club and what they bring to yourself and are you settling in and most of all are you loving it here at Celtic 
Um, it doesn't feel like five months, mate. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you that. Uh, people, it's probably the question people ask me most is, you know, um, sort of, hey, you know, how long I've been here? I've got no idea because it feels like uh, I've been here forever, but it also feels like I've been here a minute because, um, you know, of everything that's happened. Uh, life's great. I, I really can't complain. Um, you know, obviously... Yeah, I came here understanding the responsibility I have as football manager of this you know, great club and I take that very seriously and, and my focus has totally been there and I've got, I'm lucky because I've got a real supportive family, particularly my wife who understands that you know, in these initial stages that's, that's where my mind's going to be uh, pretty much all the time and um, you know, that's, not, that's not a sacrifice for me, it's... Um, it's uh, you know it's it's what I'm really passionate about and love. So you know I've settled in really well. Um, uh, the fans, the, the football club, everyone at the football club um, have you know embraced me from day one, which um, has been equally uh, sort of humbling as it has been um, exciting for me because uh, you know I know that I have not yet sort of probably earned the the. The, the support I'm getting because we haven't achieved anything yet, which, again, is a great incentive for me to, to give back and, and, and try and bring success to this football club. Um, and generally, life, it's great. As I said, my wife and my kids have settled really well. Um, people have been really good to me, um, just in the general public. Or, you, know, um, you know, people sort of say you've got to be a little bit wary. It's just... It's just not my nature. We know we'll, we'll go out and about and, and do the things that normal families do. And if we bump into people, and I'm happy to say hello. And uh, and everyone's been you know, super kind and uh, super generous. Um, you know, I, I often say you folk don't understand just how uh, friendly and welcoming you are um, in comparison to, to the rest of the world. Um, so I've been invited to numerous people's houses who I've only just met. So um, you know, it's uh, it's been great, um, but. At the same time, um, as I said, I don't take the responsibility I have um, for granted in any way, shape, or form. I know why I'm here, um, and it's not something. It's not something that's um, about fulfilling myself personally. It's about contributing to this uh, great football club and, and its supporters, and and uh, and hopefully um, bringing some happy times here. Thanks, bud. Thanks, Patrick. Um, Paul at Celtic Times TV. <coughs> Paul, and we'll come back. Danny, Danny. Yeah, good afternoon, uh, and thanks for your time. And Pleasure, uh, mate. Question for, for me really is: it's clear that momentum's been been building um, over the last period of weeks. Um, a really tough run of fixtures that, that feels like we've come out in a really good place. Jan, what's been clear is are able to get on this. Um, the players, the management, and the fans certainly the last. Number of away games that I've been at, I'm really starting to see that come through. And you hear a lot about football, how important that is, that fans and the players and management can put that, that connection and, and that togetherness. But from your perspective, why is that important? How does that help? Oh, look, it's it's kind of it's it's essential. You can't have success without it. Um, you know, people sort of talk about it in many different forms. They'll, they'll talk about it, the sort of team spirit or a culture, or but you know, unless you're a total unified force um, as a football club, it's very hard to have success because you're kind of then relying on you know so many factors um, from an individual perspective that for it all to come together, it just it becomes insurmountable. Um, we know how how challenging it is to have success anyway but being unified was essential for me and and I guess the key for me was we had you know 12 new players arrive uh, in a dressing room um, you know quite significant personalities and characters had left um, the dressing room um so you know you kind of know there's there's going to be some um I guess uh, trepidation there amongst the the players as to how quickly they gel and and they get to know one another. Same with the staff. I mean, I I guess I'm I walked in on my own without um, you know additional staff, but 
you know, they still had to get to know me and uh, obviously I'm in, a, I'm in a significant position here and I'm sure that they sort of tread warily around me, all the staff, until they got to know me. Um, so we had to do all that quickly and then um, I think what's been pleasing is that um, players and staff have embraced that challenge of trying to gel as quickly as possible. Um, it's hard when you've been thrown together as, as strangers to do that, but there's been a common purpose there and, 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 and you know, obviously Cal's been a big part of that, you know, him being the leader in the dressing room in particular of just making sure that um, all the new players settle as quickly as possible, feel comfortable, create the right environment in the dressing room where it's not just about, you know, obviously we're coming here to, to, to be driven and ambitious but also to to understand that we need to rely on each other and, and um, you know, We've brought in some more senior players, um, you know, Joe Hart, um, and guys, even guys like Nero Bitton and, and Tommy Rogic who have been here a while. Um, you know, those kind of people are really important to creating that. And then, and then the key for me then became with the fans, you know. And I said the players from day one, I, I just sensed that the fans, if they saw us playing the football that I wanted us to play. Um, They'll forgive us in the short term for any mistakes or inconsistencies if we're at it for, for 90, 95 minutes, if we're going at oppositions, if we're getting them up off their seats, if we're getting them excited, the fans will buy into that. And um, and pretty much from day one, and you, know, you guys all know, we haven't been the most consistent from the first day. What has been consistent is that the supporters have, have been right behind the team and and that's great because the, the boys are feeding off that. I know they are. You know they're, they're looking forward to every game, home and away, um, knowing that that you know the the support's right behind them and, and that energy can drive them on. So hugely important. Um, again, it's still in the early stages. Something we need to 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 grow, and it's 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 a challenging thing because. It, you know, I don't want players to become comfortable here either. It's it's making them understand, as you said, we've been through a really good period, but it means absolutely nothing if we if we go flat again. Uh, we got to we got to drive on and, and be better in this period than we were in the last. And um, you know, that's that's my job to make sure that you know yeah, I can drive everyone in this organisation uh, to reach their potential. Thank you. Thanks, Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Thanks fairly closely aligned to my own beliefs and, and my own sort of upbringing so I felt comfortable from day one I knew I would because I kind of understood the football club I was walking into and um, so it's, it was a lot easier for me for maybe to to understand you know the, the kind of um, culture and the kind of football and the kind of person that, that this football club wants to be at Sort of in this sort of position because, uh, as I said, it's it's closely aligned to to my own beliefs, my own values, my own upbringing. Um, so I guess that's with those kind of things, it, it resonates more when it's it's more natural. And I think if for me trying to you know persuade people of uh, that I believe in this, so um, so yes, I think that's that's probably the primary reason that, that maybe people have responded positively. To, to me in the position uh, in terms of the play yeah it was, it was fantastic um, loved every minute of it um, you know obviously well aware of Tommy Burns and, and his story and um, but you know the, the people putting on the production it was obviously something very close to their hearts and, and you know they played it that way um, and uh, you know what came through is I think I said a couple of days after is you can you can admire the accomplishments and the achievements but 
it's it's the man that that sort of uh, breaks through and I've um you know I've, I said that about sort of Ferenc Bushkas when I, well, I got to spend time with him that he, these great people the greatest people are the ones who who stack up as as men or women rather than just their achievements and um you can see with Tommy Burns it's a reason that you know people hold him in such high regard Unfortunately, you know, we lost uh, Birdie yesterday. And again, you just read what people have to say about the man, not the player. There's a great lesson there for everyone, I think. Uh, not just uh, not just me, uh, I think for every person out there that being a decent human being, being uh, irrespective of your achievements or your status in life, um, goes a long way to, to ensuring that you, you do leave the right sort of legacy for yourself, your family and, and your name. Absolutely, Ange. Thank you. And good luck for Saturday. Thank you. Thanks, David. David Flanagan. David. Hi, Ange. Dave from the Sankey. Hi, Dave. In your book, Changing the Game, you frequently circle back to the importance of this idea of, in your own words, finding meaning in everything that you do, both inside and outside of football. Could you expand on this idea and how it influences you as both the Celtic manager and your day-to-day on the pitch, but also for your long-term vision for the club and your players? Yeah, um... Appreciate you reading the book. Uh, you know, um, so um, look, it's 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 central to to what I do, to be honest. I mean, and, and I don't keep it a secret because I, I talk about it to the players every day. You know, I think as much as people talk about um, the tangible things, I guess in life, but particularly in sport, in football, you come to a club like Celtic, and you know, the, everyone makes you well aware that you. You're expected to win every week and expect to have success, and um, you know everyone talks about that incessantly, not just at this football club, but in sport in general and football. Um, but my view on that is that you've got to find meaning beyond just winning. You know, winning can't be the end game because everybody wants to win. Um, for me, what's more important is how do you want to attain that? You know, what's how you want to attain that? Victory. How do you want to attain that success? You know, in what manner? With what kind of football? With what kind of behaviour? What kind of team do you want to be? What kind of people do you want to be? How do you want to represent yourself? That's much more important. And I think when you nail that, and that's what I've tried to do throughout my career, then you're more than likely to create something special because people are driven by more than just getting three points or getting a victory in a game of football. Um, because obviously when you're meeting an opponent you know, who's equally determined to get those three points, often you know, what, what wins is the team that has something greater driving them than just getting those three points. So for me, it's always been about, in a football context, well, you know, the football we play. I, don't, I just don't want to win. I want to win playing a certain way. Um, and I drive my players and my staff to do that every day so that... There'll be games we win where we walk away and we're disappointed because we didn't play the football we want. Other days we'll, we'll be disappointed we didn't win, but understanding we're on the right road because we played the kind of football we wanted to play. So that's where it becomes really important for me. And and I guess that's, you know, as I said to the players, that's every day. That's you know, If you can find meaning in, in the way you live your life, because if if, if, if the... If the, the motivation is just to make money or to have fame or to, you know, do those things, well, you know, um, there wouldn't be a person on earth who wants to do that. But if there's meaning behind what you do, then those kind of things come to you anyway. Thanks for saying that. Thanks, man. Thanks, Declan. <coughs> Declan McConnell. Good just to ask you, you know, realise the, the strength and depth of feelings and emotions that Celtic fans have towards our, the heroes and legends, particularly after you attended the, the play last week. And um, you've probably read a lot about Bertie um, Old the past day and uh, I read what Cal McGregor had to say mm-hmm. just earlier on. How important is legends and former Celtic players to have visible and around the club, especially for, for youth players breaking through the ranks? It's important for everyone, not just youth players. I mean, I, I've walked into here and I've just had a chat to Danny McGrain and I just had a sit down before that and spoke to John Clark about his... I mean, it's... You know, I, 
I pinch myself sometimes because I'll bump into these guys and, you know, you, you kind of realise, again, what a privileged position we're in. So it's not just for the youth players, it's for every per- person, every player that comes, every staff member that comes through here that, you know, I, when, you, when you walk into a club like Celtic, um, irrespective of your position, you kind of feel, you know, you're walking a little bit taller and you feel like you're... You're a little bit stronger, um, and particularly in a position like mine. But that doesn't come from what I bring to it. That comes from the fact that I'm coming to it, you know, standing on the shoulders of giants. You know, you're in an elevated position because of the people that have come before you and created this. Um, you know, I understand that it's past players, co managers. Um, Supporters, uh, the founders of this football club that create what it is here today, and you know, you walk out in front of sixty thousand at Celtic Park. I didn't, I didn't create that. We didn't create that. The ones who are here now, um, what we can do is try to um, sort of honour that and, and bring our own little bit to it. Um, but also, always, always, always understanding that whatever success that we bring this current group to this football club. It's on the shoulders of some some absolute giants that have come before us and, um, you know, having them around. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas. Visit cox.com slash internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. There is a constant reminder of that, should you need it. Uh, but uh, I think this that's the one thing that this football club is probably better than most is that it understands its past, it, it uh, heralds its past and, and rightly places it um, in the highest possible position of this football club. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, mate. Uh, Hamish? Hi, Ange. Hi, Hamish. The vast majority of signings you've made in the summer have really already made an impact at the club. Um, I wanted to ask you about three who maybe haven't played as much. Um, two boys from Sheffield Wednesday, Liam Shaw, Sazio Rikide, also James McCarthy. How have they settled into life? Have <coughs> they seen loan deals possibly for Shaw and Rikide in January? Yeah, look... Um yeah, I am pleased with sort of the majority how they've settled in uh, so far. It's it's been a you know to be fair to all the players, um, the new ones, um, and even some of the existing ones. It's been a bit of a baptism of fire for them because we've just thrown them in and knowing that um, they're going to be measured straight away against uh, you know as I've just spoken about past teams, past players. So. <clears throat> certainly hasn't been an easy introduction to any of our players um, and the fact that so many of them have already sort of <clears throat> hit the ground running and, and made an impact is great and, and positive. Uh, the key to that is to keep going obviously because um, again uh, we're only sort of in the early part, early stages of, of developing this football team and our players. Um, uh, with the three guys you've mentioned, um, all different sort of scenarios um, 
you know, Sazi and Liam, difficult for them in the fact that, you know, sometimes when you bring in young players, and they certainly players we brought in as sort of development players, um, <clears throat> much easier to bring those kinds in when the team is settled. Um, but obviously, you know, we, we brought them in at a time where, you know, a lot of new players are in the team, the team's still finding its way, and unfortunately we haven't been able to get a lot of game time for them, but... They're working hard at training every day. Um, they're, you know, they're pushing themselves. Um, I believe, even though they haven't played, they've improved as footballers. And, um, you know, if you train every day with us, you know, the one thing I will say is you will improve. And it's about now getting them the right opportunity. They may be here. They may be, <clears throat> as you said, a loan deal somewhere. Um, but um, yeah, we'll make those decisions. You know, come January, we'll sit down with the boys and, and see what their best sort of uh, way forward is. But yeah, every day, like I said, I believe they're improving. They're working hard. They've got great attitudes, and you know, football's a funny thing. Sometimes uh, it's very difficult to, to kind of align yourself with opportunities and the timing of them. They come along sometimes when you least expect it. As I said to players uh, consistently, um, just be ready for it when it comes. And and those two are with James uh, McCarthy. It's a little bit different. Look. Uh, again, you know, people have to be sort of a little bit. Um, I don't like making excuses for the players because, again, it's you know they understand the responsibilities they have. But especially guys like James McCarthy, uh, Jack Marcus is in that sort of um, um, category as well. You know, we signed them when they weren't with clubs. They, they'd already left their football clubs. They hadn't done a pre-season. They'd been training on their own. The difference between them and a I mean, Kiogo came straight off a season, but Jota was doing pre-season. Um, the likes of um, Carter Vickers were still playing with uh, Tottenham games. So all these guys, other players who've sort of hit the ground running and, and are doing well, um, either had pre-season with us, came in very early. Lee Alabada was another example. He came in very early, got a good pre-season with us, even though we threw him in quickly. He's, he's had more time. But James and, and, and Jack and Marcus are probably the, the two... You know, they, they came in late. They hadn't done pre-season. Any football will tell you missing pre-season is the most crucial part of the year. So we just got to be patient with them and um, you know give them time to to sort of get up to speed. They're both you know um, training hard. They're both um, ready and available. They both had some little injuries, which is not surprising considering the fact they didn't do pre-season. And I mean. I, you know, people aren't here every day, but we train really hard. You know, the intensity and tempo is training is is super tough, and um, you know it, it takes players different sort of times to get adjusted to that. So um, they're here, they're, they're working hard, and, and and James will get an opportunity, and and I'm sure when he does, when he's ready, he'll he'll show his quality. Thanks, Andrew. All the best. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Jimmy. Uh, John Reed. John. Hi, <coughs> uh, hi, Andrew. Hi, John. Uh, I'd just like to ask him about Kyogo. He's obviously started excellently uh, for the team this season, but he played a lot of football obviously last season in the J League. So he's played a lot of football this calendar year. Is that something you're going to have to take into account, especially in the second half of the season, to make sure he doesn't get bummed out and can play as many games as possible for us? Yeah, um, yeah, people haven't taken too kindly to me resting him so far, so um, I guess it's not the most... Uh, popular way forward but yeah look I again uh, as I've always said I, I understand that um, there's this um, sort of urgency to, 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 to do certain things but I, 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 I'm pretty methodical kind of guy there, there's there's science behind everything we try and do and and I listen to the guys who, who who are working in the in the medical teams in the sports science department my coaches the people who spend time and there are times we need to just be really mindful of, you know, that these guys aren't robots. If we want them performing at the highest possible levels, then we've got to be making sure we look, we look after them from a physical and, and, and even a, a sort of psychological perspective. Because as you said, uh, <coughs> Kyogo, you know, I think he's second top goal scorer still in Japan. I mean, he, had, he played a hell of a lot of games there and he's had international games. We know he's had an injury, he's come back here. So, um, 
Now, you wouldn't know it talking to him because he wants to play all the time, he wants to train all the time, he's constantly smiling, but, you know, we, we've got to be look beyond that because he's not just here for, for three or four months. You know, we want him here for for a long time and establishing himself as, as a fantastic player for this football club. So, yeah, we're not just with him, with all our players, we're, we're constantly monitoring them. Um, I think the fact that we have a mid-season break is going to be helpful to us, uh, particularly for, for someone like Kyogo. I think uh, <clears throat> with a bit of luck, we'll get him through to that period without missing too much football. And then, you know, there's a good time for us to give him a bit of a spell, which it'd be the normal time for him. That's the end of the J-League season as well. So he'd be looking for a bit of time off. So, But with all these decisions, um, you know, sometimes, as I said, I think people probably get a little bit frustrated or, or, or disappointed when, when we make those decisions or I make those decisions but I don't always get them right but I'm always making sure that I'm using every bit of information I have before making them and, and using every bit of knowledge I have so um, they're not made um, you know they're not made without any other thought than what I think's best for the, the player and the club Thanks Ange good luck Sally Thanks mate Thanks George Stephen Paul I'm good Dave yeah, look, um, some some uh, some similarities, a lot of differences. Um, a lot of cultural differences, uh, just different countries. Uh, um, I lived there, you know, with my family for, for almost four years. We, we loved our time in Japan. It's a different, um, um, different kind of, as I said, culture, a different kind of environment. Um, but again, people very, very uh, respectful and 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 embraced us in Japan, but different to here, you know. I didn't get invited to people's houses in Japan when I met them, but um, they were equally as welcoming in different ways. So, uh, but both, um, you know, both in terms of the football, I enjoyed my experience in Japan. The level, the technical level of the game there is great. Uh, the crowds are great. Um, you know, we, we were averaging 35,000, 40,000 pre-COVID um, at Yokohama and, they get right into it. They sing their songs. Um, again, it's different because, um, in comparison, you know their football clubs are maybe thirty years in existence. You know they don't have the history. They don't have the culture. Um, they don't have you know the, the stories that we're talking about here. Um, so <clears throat> there's a different feel to it, but equally as passionate. Um, as I said, the standard of football is is very good. Um, they've got some, you know quality uh, both Japanese players and foreigners that keep the standard high it's a bigger league there's um, obviously uh, I think there was 20 teams this year but it's an 18 team league usually um, and very very competitive for the most part uh, you know I can see yeah I mean I definitely can see you know, Scottish players uh, you know, but they'd have to be the best Scottish players to go over there and make an impact because um, the general level of Japanese players is very high so when they bring imports in, they expect them to be of the highest possible quality. So um, it's not an easy league for foreigners to go into, um, to be fair. Um, but aside from that, I mean, I, I, like I said, I enjoyed my time. In the case of how it's reported, um, you've got a lot more pundits here, let me tell you, um, and a lot of more pundits who are ex-players of clubs. So uh, I do... Um, that, that, that's certainly very, very different from the way it gets reported in, in Japan. And uh, um, it's, I guess for me, it's it's entertaining at the moment because it's it's kind of new to me after the four years of a relatively uh, reserved uh, media uh, back in Japan to uh, to what we're getting here. But as I said, it's, it's all part of the fun and um, I'm enjoying it, but... As an experience for me, it was um, it was priceless. I, I, you know, it's what I love about football. You know, I, I love you can go to a different country, different culture, and and they still love football as much as anyone else, uh, as people here. And yeah, you know, I love that uh, that you know that that common thread of the passion for this game is 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 throughout the world. Thanks, David. Thanks, Dave. Uh, Scott McCrory. Yeah. Scott. Well, Hey Scott. So, uh, 
Yeah, no, I, I, I guess, you know, obviously the majority of my football sort of career and, and, and life has been on the other side of the world. And, you know, I've seen football grow in that region, um, particularly in Asia, <clears throat> particularly over the last sort of 15, 20 years. And it, it's it kind of, I think it's kind of snuck up a little bit on, on the world. I, I think you see it in football in general. I mean, you, you even look at the qualifiers, the, you know, the World Cup qualifiers now, and you'll see nations all of a sudden competing for World Cup spots that, you know, 20 years ago we used to sort of dismiss as minnows of the world. And very few countries like that exist uh, here in Europe. And I think um, particularly European clubs are, are taking notice of that. But I, I, I still think there's a little bit of a blind spot when it comes to Asia. Um there's some top quality players already from Japan and, and probably South Korea, the two biggest nations who are already fantastic talents um, that are, have proven themselves at the highest possible level. Um, and there's definitely more there. Uh, I know it. I've, I've lived it. Um, the, the technical level of the players uh, from that side of the world, um, their discipline, um, the way they sort of think about their football careers, they're very, very focused um, I think what they've maybe lacked in the past, and you know, Asian players in particular, is that sometimes they've been they've been wary of taking that leap across the world, the other side of the world, into the unknown in terms of culture, in terms of these kind of things. And as more and more Japanese players and, and South Korean in particular players have made it here, I think that's encouraged them that they can make that leap and, and, and feel confident about it. Uh, Iran's another nation that's got some fantastic footballers. Um, so, look, I don't want to say too much because I want to sort of corner the market ourselves. <laughs> so I don't want to give I don't want to give too much away. But there's there's definitely talent, and I think you'll see more and more of it um, sort of filtering through to to clubs on this side of the world. Um, and and I'll even see, I think you'll even see it in, in terms of world fo- in a world football context when you see some of these nations at World Cups, you they'll start improving their results and, and, and more and more people will take notice for sure. Thanks, Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks Scott. Um, Ryan the last five years at Hamden has been incredibly successful for Celtic, winning multiple trophies. So how excited are you to manage at Hamden for the first time, given the chance to as well secure your first cup final with a club? Yeah, super excited. Looking forward to it. Um, as you said, uh, um, yeah, this football club's been a, a regular participant and visitor to, to Hamden in, in, in recent years. And um, yeah, everyone tells me it's a, it's a fantastic experience. So, so looking forward to it tremendously. And I'm sure the players are, because again, we've got you know, the majority of our players will be their first time uh, experiencing it as well. So um, um, yeah, we understanding it's, it's a massive game for us in, in terms of the context of the season. We've done well to get us you know, to this stage. I guess you know, that was my sort of, not concerned, but my biggest focus in the early part of the year was that I didn't want our inconsistency to to cost us down the line, whether that was in in Europe or in 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 the in the cup or or even in the league that I knew we'd be up and down in the early parts because of um, yeah the, having so many new players playing a different way, me being the new manager. There were some key games we need to hit, and and you know you know we had that game against. Uh, Hearts in, in, in the first round of the cup. It was really important at that time that we won that because you know it kept us alive in this competition. Because I knew that eventually we'd hit our straps. Um, it was the same in Europe. You know, even though we missed out on the Champions League, really important for us to get in the Europa League and just hang in there. Um, and we've done that. And the same in the league. We obviously you know we dropped a couple of games early on, which 
um, oh, you know, you, you don't want to happen. But for me, I kind of knew that was going to be our challenge. So the fact we kept ourselves alive in all those things and now, you know, hopefully we're, we're definitely more settled and, and we're, we're, we're playing, um, you know, fairly consistently now. Um, I'm super pleased that we're giving ourselves an opportunity to... to to, to play in a semi-final and then progress to, to, to hopefully a cup final. So, um, yeah, great to be in this position. Now the job is to, to, to push on and make sure we we take advantage of the opportunity that we've given ourselves by, by just hanging in there. And uh, as I said, credit to the players and staff that, you know, they hung tough through that early period. And, you know, now it's up to us to sort of take it to the next step. Thanks very much, Thanks, mate. Thank you, mate. Um, Martin? 20 minute terms, Martin. Thanks, mate. Uh, thanks, Joe Ennis. Thanks, mate. Uh, how would you... We've come a long way since the start of the season, but how would you rate both years and the team's performances so far this season? How far away are the team from being where you want them to be? Um, look, I, it's not something I, I kind of consciously try and measure or, or look at. I mean, I... You know, I, I think... What, what I have been pleased about, as I said just now is that the players in particular because they're, they're the ones in the difficult position of being out there they've shown real resilience to, to get through the sticky patches we've had um, and that's a good sign for me because um, it shows that whatever challenges we're going to have ahead and we're always going to have challenges at this football club um, we've already shown that we've got apart from our football um, the character within the team to, to keep uh, pushing on and, and, and believing in, in what we're doing um, as you said, we've improved a lot. We, we, to be fair, we started a, at a fairly low base because we were a brand new team. And um, but yeah, I, I, at some point, it, it's not now, and, and it might not be for another yeah you know, twenty years when I'm sitting on a beach with Ian somewhere in Mykonos. That you know, even those, I look back at those two Michelin games and the fact that we hung in there for so long in those two games, considering we, the majority of our signs hadn't even come to the club yet. We've thrown a lot of young guys in. Um, you know, we lost in extra time. Uh, and, 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 you know, Mitchell and a lot more settled than we were. It wasn't that I thought there was a, a gap in the, the quality. They were just some good signs for me that we're up for a fight as a, as a football club and as a team. And, um, and we've grown since then. So how far along are we? I don't know because I don't know what the end point is. You know, I want us to be the best team we can ever be. And... Uh, I don't know what that's going to look like. So uh, what I do know is that we've improved and my job is to make sure that we keep improving. So what we did the last sort of period was better than the period before, was better than the period before that. Well, my job is to make sure that when we get to that last period of this season, we're playing our best football of the year. If we're doing that, then we're giving ourselves a chance for success. Thanks, mate. Best of luck. Good on you, mate. Thanks, Martin. I think finally we're going to go to Celtic fans TV again, um, if we can. Yeah. Uh, Paul, yeah. Paul, sorry, I got the wrong name. Paul, sorry. Yeah. G'day, mate. Um, you've talked a bit about recruitment already today, um, but aside from technical ability, what are the key qualities that you look for in a player when judging whether it would be a good fit for you and for Celtic? Um, look, for me, a big part of it is sort of, and, and, it, and it's it's hard because it's very hard to measure when you when you're talking about, um, yeah scouting players is just their character and their motivation what it is um, the way we play our football is not easy you know you, you're asking you know goalkeepers to, to, to play out from the back all the time you're asking centre backs that you know what you're going to get between 60 and 80 passes a game you know you play in other teams you might get 20 or 30 and most of the time you're just knocking it long you know I'm asking fullbacks to go into areas where you know they've probably never been their whole lives, so midfielders to to think a bit differently, strikers to work out. So there's a real big expectation on guys who are prepared to do beyond what the conventional is. So, as I said, it's hard to measure and hard to distinguish sometimes. But you know, all the players we've signed, I have conversations with, and I'll just try and see if I can pick up something in them that says to me that they're going to embrace what, we, what we're about um, because to be fair like I said if you there's a lot of talented footballers in the world and, and, and sometimes the differences between them are, are super marginal you know and, and um, for me what then becomes important is what kind of person they are 
are they going to embrace what I want them from them that, that probably no one's ever asked of them before as footballers and, and as people more than anything because it takes it takes courage, yeah? it takes character, it takes um, you know, so many of those human qualities that got nothing to do with their ability as footballers to play the kind of football that you know I want them to play and I, I hope can be successful for this football club. So, so that's a key bit and, and I think for the most part, like I said, we, we've got it right in terms of I've seen players, and not just with the ones who, you know, who, who were brought in, but even the existing players, you know, um, guys like you know, Tony and, and Cal and Turnbull, Tommy Rogic, these guys, I'm, they still have this burning desire to improve as footballers and, and take on the new information that we're giving them and about the way we want to play. Um, so... If it's just on their technical abilities, I could get you know a fantastic centre back who just not interested in playing out from the back. That makes it impossible for me. It's you know square pegs, round holes, all that sort of stuff. So um, that's the bit I look for. Um, like I said, it's not an exact science, and I don't always get it right. Um, uh, but um, for me, it's a, it's a key sort of component of the, the people we bring to the football club. Thanks, Ange. Thanks, mate. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.